Blog Talk Radio. number one source for knowledge in the information age high frequency radio network Thank you. 
feeling like committing a crime Get a lot for that, I won't snitch, I ain't dropping a dime I'm a self-made hustler, top of the
indeed. Uh oh. I would like to welcome you. Mm. Check, check. Check, check. Oh, no. It did be dirty. I'd like to welcome you to another episode of the Foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, So L, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you again on the Foundation. This (laughs) is the Foundation, and we are High Frequency Radio Network. I would like to welcome you to this episode, Families, Legacy, and Private Family Foundations. We started early, man. I usually let the music play a little longer, but, you know, I just want to get this. We got to do a dance, you know? So, with that being said, welcome to the foundation. Well, we understand incorrect information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. Correct information incorrectly applied can get you hurt. So, as always, we are looking to correctly apply that correct information here at the foundation. I can tell I'm used to saying that, huh? <laughs> well, first and foremost, start off by saying all thanks, honors, and praises due to the creator and our ancestors collectively. Of course, you know. We got to do that. Shout out and big up to my big brother, the uncle of the conscious community, Yusuf L. High Frequency Radio Network creator, STCUniversity.com. That is the spot if you're looking to do your secured party creditor dance. You want to get up into that. So, spcuniversity.com. Shout out to the big brother, Yusufel. Nothing but love, nothing but love. I want to welcome you and offer that you check out Welcome to the Foundation.com. That's Welcome to the Foundation.com. Make sure you sign up for that email list. Exclusive content, offers, and events to email subscribers only. Don't miss out on that. Check out that PDF section. Download, grab it, and go. Free. No fee. A lot of different documents available, you know, for your perusal. And welcome to the foundation.com in the PDF section. Make sure you check out our education section if you would be so inclined. You can find the Foundation Trust Primer. Just getting into this. Maybe you somehow found this internet radio station. You checking out this show? Like, this guy talks about trust a lot. It's really, you know, I'm tired, you know, sometimes I'm tired of talking about trust. 
and you're interested to know what type of trust that this man is talking about, there's over 80 different types of trust. My mentor used to say, and if anyone tells you that they know them all, they're lying. <laughs> so the type of trust that we administer here at the foundation, what we learn here at the foundation and trustee training, is specific, private, contractual, does not owe its existence to statutory law, so state law. And if you're looking to get started, go to the education section at welcometothefoundation.com. Grab that Foundation Trust Primer. It's over 18 hand-picked documents by yours truly. So L here at the Foundation. If you want to get started, I've had a lot of people say, hey, man, where do I start? What do you suggest I read? And so much so that there they, there they are. So... That's the Foundation Trust Primer. You can also check out that Foundation Trust Series, Part 1, Part 2, and Part 3. More of a beginner's intermediate, advanced introduction to the structure that we're using, what it stands on, its law, its validity in law, at law, however you feel about it. And that is a video DVD style throw it in your DVD player DVD drive PowerPoint presentations uh, excuse me Supreme Court citations Black's Law Dictionary Bouvier's Law Dictionary definitions we don't play no hypotheses it's straight up so that's the Foundation Trust series you can start with one you can grab them all three all that at welcome to the foundation.com also we got the Foundation Passport, no social, part one, part two. Shout out to Chris L., Chris Vism. He said, part one, how you get it. Part two, how to use it. You're interested in obtaining a passport without submitting a social security number, you should check out welcometothefoundation.com. Go scroll on down to the educational tab. You can find that. Passport, no social part one, part two. You can find the foundation, uh, find the foundation trust primer, foundation trust series, part one, part two, and part three. All that welcome to the foundation.com. You can also book a consultation for a limited time and make a donation if you are so inclined. All at the one spot. Welcome to the foundation.com. I want to say peace to all the listeners. Podcast listeners, MP3 listeners, archive listeners, all the internet listeners, live listeners, call-in listeners, live callers, all y'all. So I want to say peace. Thank you for checking out the foundation here on High Frequency Radio Network. I want to say peace too. All the trustees here at the foundation and private trustee training as well as those of you investing in your private education outside of the foundation, peace to you too. You know, they don't need to be greedy. I also want to say peace to all, each and every one of you that we have come into contact or interacted with here at the foundation, whether that's an email, a phone call, a consultation, Trustee training, whatever it is. <clears throat> so, you know, there it is. Boom. 
Welcome to the Foundation. So we got this show, Family, Legacy, and Private Family Foundations. I'm going to get into this. I know I've done shows about private family foundations before. Let's revisit it. I've been getting questions lately about private family foundations. Enough so to where, hey, man, I get enough questions, I'll do a show on it. So here it is. But first, let's jump into these current events. And, you know, with these current events, I'm going to get a little, not so much personal, but I will be giving my personal opinions. <laughs> we got uh, Reuters.com, U.S. economy shifts into disinflation mode as consumer prices rise modestly in June and registered their smallest annual increase in more than two years. As inflation subsided further, but probably not fast enough to dissuade the Federal Reserve from resuming raising rates this month, the report from the Labor Department today also showed underlying consumer price posting their smallest monthly gain since August 2021. So basically they're saying prices are still inflating, but they're not inflating as much. But they're still going up. So even though they're saying, uh, you know, you still got inflation, but it's at a lower rate. So now it's disinflation? I don't know, man. You know, you got to keep up with these fools. They'll freak you out. They'll, they'll confuse you. They'll, they'll flip you. They'll, they'll, they'll flip you for real. The considerable slowdown in underlying inflation sparked a rally on the stock market and the bond markets with investors convinced the U.S. Central Bank's fastest monetary policy tightening cycle since the 1980s was drawing to a close. Quote, inflation isn't dead, but the extraordinary panorama push on prices from shortages and shift to stay-at-home purchases is clearly over. Stay-at-home purchases. Oh, got it. And the Fed, for the first time, has the upper hand in its inflation Fight, end quote. This is Christopher Rupke, chief economist at FWD Bonds in New York. So they're saying that, you know, inflation is due to what you call it, the panorama and the, and the shutdown, which was years ago now. <clears throat> it has nothing to do with all that stimulus and all those, you know, payments. But, you know, who knows, man? You know, what do I know? I'm not an economist. I don't know. But, you know, the core price index gained only 0.2% last month. Food prices ticked up just 0.1%. Grocery food prices were unchanged amid further declines in the cost of eggs as well as cheaper meat and fish, uh, fish, which, which offset a 0.8% increase in fruits and vegetables. But it still costs more to eat out. So don't worry about it. You got cheaper meat and fish, but good luck getting fruits and vegetables at a good price. But, hey, it's disinflation. We're good. Uh, CNBC, inflation rose 0.2% in June, less than expected as consumers get a break from price increases. Did you get a break? Are you feeling a, a break in price increases? Inflation fell to its lowest annual rate 
in more than two years, June, the product both of some deceleration in costs and easy comparisons against a time when price increases were running at more than a 40-year high. Blah, blah, blah. Everything's fine. We're entering disinflation. Don't worry about this, CNBC. Job openings fell by half a million. My goodness. I mean, there's half a million less jobs. There are about half a million fewer job openings in May than the previous month, providing at, at least a modest sign that the ultra-tight labor market could be loosening. Um, apparently, this is good. <laughs> the closely watched job openings and labor turnover survey showed that listings fell to 9.82 million, which is down 496,000 from April and below the 9.9 million consensus estimate from FactSet. Openings outnumbered the available labor pool by 1.6 to 1 for the month, a level that had been closer to 2 to 1 just a few months ago. The decline would have been even more had there not been an increase in some 61,000 in government-related positions. Openings tumbled in healthcare and social assistance. I wonder why. The report comes amid conflicting signs of where the labor market is heading. I don't know. Uh, CNN Business, every bye-bye baby store is closing after bankruptcy deal falls through. Every store, the entire store, all, it's all of them, all of its stores. As part of its parent company, Bed Bath & Beyond's ongoing bankruptcy liquidation, Yesterday, a judge approved the sale of Bye Bye Baby's intellectual property for $15.5 million to Dream Army Industries, a New Jersey-based designer and supplier of baby products. The deal did not include the chain's 120 physical retail stores. 120 by, I don't know, let's just say each store has 10 employees. That's crazy. CNBC, sorry, last week, Bed Bath & Beyond's debtors canceled an auction of the Bye Bye Baby's entire business, including its physical retail stores, after failing to secure a more attractive offer. They canceled it, y'all. 120 stores. Well, I don't know how many. I know it's not half a million jobs, but... Jobs are going bye-bye. CNN Business, the oldest craft brewery in the United States, is shutting down after 127 years. Anchor Brewing, America's oldest craft brewer, is shutting down. The San Francisco-based company announced today it's ceasing operations and liquidated the business, quote, following a combination of challenging economic factors <clears throat> and uh, what is it? Rising cost and lingering supply chain challenges. Another problem has been Sapporo, the Japanese beer company that bought the brand in 2017. Employees complained that Vine Pair, I'm sorry, two Vine Pair last month about Sapporo's alleged mismanagement and lack of understanding of craft beer in the United States. In addition, a 2021 rebrand of Anchor was also criticized for pivoting too far away from the brand's classic look. 
you can debate to why and how. It's all about what? Less jobs. CNBC jobless claims increased more than expected to their highest since October 21. I wonder why. There's less jobs. First time jobless claims rose sharply last week and a potential sign that the labor market is softening up after more than a year of interest rate hikes. Initial filings for unemployment benefits total is seasonally adjusted, 261000 for the week ended June 3rd, an increase of 28000 from the upwardly revised level of previous period, the Labor Department reported. So they, they, they down, they adjust the numbers down, waited a couple of months, and then they revised numbers. I'm like, oh, well, actually, those numbers back then, they were, they were actually this. this, this was the, these were the numbers. Don't look, don't look at that number. And so on and so on. CNN business renters are being hit harder by inflation than homeowners. <clears throat> well, I mean, that would make sense. Renters and homeowners are experiencing inflation differently, according to new data from Bank of America. And unsurprisingly, renters are taking the hit. Using Bank of America <clears throat> internal data to identify homeowners and renters by housing-related payments in bank accounts, mortgage payments, Homeowner association fees or rent payments, analysts found that a wedge has opened between spending by renters and homeowners. Renters are seeing weaker spending growth outside of housing. Two things are causing the split in spending. First, while the majority of homeowners' monthly payments have not risen, the cost of rent has surged. Rent inflation jumped from around 2% year-over-year from 2021 to 8.8% year-over-year. In March 2023, this is according to the Consumer Price Index, although it has moderated marginally in recent months. Meanwhile, the majority of U.S. homeowners with outstanding mortgage balances have fixed interest rates that were locked in at ultra-low levels prior to the slew of recent interest rate hikes from the Federal Reserve. This is true. Higher inflation and interest rate hikes have caused mortgage rates to climb from an average rate for a 30-year fixed mortgage of 2.65% in January 2021, the lowest average weekly rate since the beginning of Freddie Mac's records going back to 1971 to last week, 6.81%, man. That's like three times. The analysts say those homeowners, I'm sorry, those homeowner households are not yet feeling the direct impact from rising rates, only a handful of total homeowners who got a mortgage after early 2022 or those with floating mortgage rates are feeling pinched. Secondly, even a typical mortgage payment is higher than a typical monthly rent payment because renters' income tends to be less than homeowners. More renters put a larger share of their income toward rent than homeowners put toward mortgages or mortgage payments. That is leading renters to pull back on their discretionary spending more than homeowners, according to Bank of America. More renters are becoming, quote, cost burdened, end quote, which means households are paying more than 30% of their income toward housing, generally considered to be a financially sound share. High housing costs hit renters hardest. Nearly half of renters, an estimated 49%, are cost burdened, according to a recent report from the Joint Center for Housing Studies at Harvard University. Between 2019 and 2021, the most recent data available, the number of cost-burdened renters increased 
by 1.2 million to a record 21.6 million households. Among these, 11.6 million were severely cost-burdened, meaning they spent more than 50% of their income on housing. Although the share of renter households experiencing cost burdens has been steadily declining over the past decade, the trend reversed during the panorama pow pow. <clears throat> While the share of homeowners who were cost burdened also rose during the same time, increasing by 2.3 million to 19 million homeowners, including 8.7 million households that were severely cost burdened. In 2021, only 23% of all homeowners are cost burdened, the Joint Center for Housing Studies report found. Hold on, let me check this. Bottom line, not going very well, is it? And this is going to continue because, you know, I don't necessarily think that the Federal Reserve has finished increasing interest rates. And so it goes, CNBC, a U.S. recession is coming this year. HSBC Asset Management warns with Europe to follow in 2024. The U.S. will enter a downturn in the fourth quarter, followed by a, quote, year of contraction and a European recession in 2024, end quote. This is according to HSBC HSBC Asset Management. In its mid-year outlook, the British banking giant's asset manager said recession warnings are quote, flashing red for many economies, end quote. While fiscal and monetary policies are out of sync with stock and bond markets, Joseph Little, global chief strategist at HSBC Asset Management, said, while some parts of the economy have remained resilient thus far, the balance of risks, quote, points to high recession risk now, end quote, with Europe lagging the U.S., but the macro trajectory generally aligned. Quote, we are already in a mild profit recession, and corporate defaults have started to creep up too. The silver lining is that we expect high inflation to moderate relatively quickly. That will create an opportunity for policymakers to cut rates, end quote. Despite the hawkish tone adopted by central bankers and the apparent stickiness of inflation, Particularly at the core level, HSBC Asset Management expects the U.S. Federal Reserve to cut interest rates before the end of 2023. And a lot of people are saying that. A lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of people who analyze, you know, this stuff, uh, you know, I, the, the way it looks to me, they're going to have to. Or it's going to be all bad. Um, and for, for those of y'all in crypto, you got the crypto regulation bill has been revived. They're going in. And we also have news of the first fraud with the smart contract. I don't talk about that stuff too much because, you know, not to say that, I don't know. I just, you know, I know the audience, not too many of the audience, not too many of the audience are in cryptos. And those of the audience of the foundation who are in crypto are in crypto heavy, like deep. And they teach me stuff. I don't even know what I'm talking about. CNBC, Communist Party sells influencing United States companies and China operations, FBI Director Ray says. So you got the FBI saying this. Uh, you know, I don't know. China is requiring U.S. and other foreign-owned companies to host groups that monitor their compliance with Chinese Communist Party orthodoxy. 
is one way in which the Chinese government has exploited joint business ventures in order to obtain company secrets and information. There is no country, none, that presents a broader, more comprehensive threat to our ideas or innovation, our economic security, than the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party, Wei testified. In many ways, it represents, I think, the defining threat of our era, he said. Ray's blunt criticism against China's alleged government intrusion to foreign business in a venue where his language has otherwise been highly guarded underscores the high tension between Beijing and Washington. His remarks also come on the heels of high-stakes visits to China by Secretary of State Antony Blinken and Treasury Secretary Bambergan—I mean, Janet Yellen. Ray today have been asked by Rep. Lance Gooden about whether China is, in essence, nationalizing American enterprises by forcing companies doing business in the country to allow the Chinese Communist Party to operate internal political cells. The CEOs I've talked to are afraid to say something. They say they come to the FBI, Gooden said. Ray called Ray called it a very important issue that deserves more attention. While there's no law against joint ventures, the problem that we have is that the Chinese government you know, all too often has exploited those joint ventures to then use them as ways to get improper access to company secrets and information. FBI director said, I don't know. I don't know why. You know, he's still doing this, this stuff in Ukraine. Now you want to throw in China, CNN business, farmers, Insurance pulls out of Florida, affecting 100,000 policyholders. We need to see more of this. We need to see more of this. Farmers Insurance will stop offering its policies in Florida. The whole state, the entire company is out of the whole state, including home, auto, and umbrella policies. In the change that will force thousands of people to change their insurance provider, the company said in a statement, but its decision to get out of Florida was a business decision necessary to manage its risk exposure in the hurricane-prone state. Farmers serves 100,000 customers in Florida but said there will be no impact to customers who use farmers-owned subsidiaries like Foremost Signature in Bristol West. Such, quote, such policies will continue to be available to serve the insurance needs of Floridians. <laughs> See, okay. Affected customers will receive notifications detailing when their coverage will end and will be advised of options for replacement coverage, end quote. National insurers don't have a major presence in Florida, including farmers, which has barely a 2% share of the state's insurance market. Florida requires affected policyholders to receive a 120-day notice that their policies will not be renewed. Quote, over the past 18 months in Florida, 15 home insurers have placed moratoriums or on writing new business. Four carriers have announced plans to voluntary withdrawal from the market, and seven companies have been declared insolvent, end quote. This is Mike Friedlander, a spokesperson for Insurance Information Institute, who went on to say, quote, currently there are 18 Florida residential insurers on the state regulators' watch list due to concerns over their financial health, end quote. In addition to extreme weather, Florida insurers point to a legal system it says promoted litigation abuse and excess claims. Either way, <clears throat> that's not good, you know. Um, inherently, those rates are going to increase. You call inflation. They say in disinflation. 
I say Reuters, U.S. to decide on General Motors' request, check this out, to deploy self-driving cars. Told you. Here they come. U.S. regulators will soon decide on a petition filed by General Motors' Cruise Self-Driving Technology Unit seeking permission to deploy up to 2,500 self-driving vehicles annually without human controls. The petition filed in February 2022 seeks government approval approval to deploy vehicles annually without steering wheels, without mirrors, without turn signals, or windshield wipers. National Highway Traffic Safety Acting Administrator Ann Carlson said today the agency, quote, will issue a decision in the coming weeks, end quote. The central issue, quote, I'm sorry, is deciding whether vehicles that are driven not by humans but by computers need to comply with safety standards that are fundamentally about human drivers, requirements for mirrors, sun visors, windshield wipers, and so forth, end quote, Carlson said. Cruise currently offers a limited service in San Francisco with a small fleet of Chevrolet Bolt vehicles fitted with driverless technology. Cruise wants to deploy its origin vehicle, which has subway-like doors and no steering wheels. In 2018, GM petitioned the NHTSA, the National Highway Transportation, I don't know, something authority, to allow a car built on a Chevrolet boat without steering wheels or brake pedals on U.S. roads. In 2020, GM withdrew the petition after the agency took no action. NHTSA can also exempt autonomous vehicles, or AVs, for research and demonstration purposes. Carlson said the agency is looking to establish a new program that would, quote, provide additional transparency about AV safety and deployment while giving the public assurance that NHTSA is overseeing the deployment of AVs on our public streets, end quote. Congress has been debating this for years. In 2017, the House passed legislation to speed the adoption of self-driving cars. Bar states from setting performance standards and expand the number of vehicles that could be deployed with exemptions, but the measure never passed the Senate. So here you go. And, you know, the overall push from the World Economic Forum is that you will own nothing and be happy, and, you know, they're trying to phase out car ownership, if you can believe it or not. Um, they're going to move to shared ownership, like a car will be owned by, like, three or more people. Then they're going to move to straight out, you don't own the car, you just rent it. And they were talking about the car company would own own itself. Or, man, I, it's crazy how AI's astonishing productivity gains could help curb inflation. CNN business, maybe that's why there's a bunch of jobs that's not even out there anymore. When an airline in the Middle East was recently inundated with 16,000 applications for several cabin crew roles, it turned to artificial intelligence to sift through the resumes and select the most promising candidates. An AI Power chatbot then emails forms to around 1,000 of the best applicants, and based on their answers to key questions, the list even further. In the end, the company was left with fewer than 500 people, or 3% of applicants, to interview for the positions. What would have taken a large 
number of human resources and teams days to accomplish was achieved within minutes using AI Recruitment Smart, the company that developed software calls it Sniper AI, a tribute to its speed and precision. Sniper AI predated the release of ChatGPT and other consumer generative artificial intelligence tools, which are driving even more astonishing productivity gains, enabling software engineers to code at twice their usual speed, helping researchers complete a week's worth of work in a single morning and doing the work of what? 250 people answering customer emails. Maybe that's why, you know, job available, you know, half a million jobs are out of here. I really believe that as we continue forward with this this technology, you're going to see more and more job loss due to artificial intelligence. But that's it for current events. Y'all appreciate you. Let's jump into the show. Family Legacy and Private Family Foundations. So someone say, what are you talking about, so? I mean... I guess, you know, how I get into this typically is the benefits and it's tax exempt and, you know, all these things. Damn all that. Today, I'm going to approach this from a more macro standpoint. And I would say maybe more spiritual, a more spiritual standpoint. Because there's nothing to I guess pontificate on, you know, said benefits. But let's get into the the legacy part of it. The family legacy part of it. And let's bring it home real quick. Let's let's just we're gonna do the public and private dance, right? Because that's what we do here at High Frequency Radio Network. If you don't understand public and private, you got to start working on that comprehension. But ultimately, and generally, or shall I say typically, most concern themselves with trust of family, right? Your assets and business. Family trust, asset trust, business trust. You know, these sustain. They sustain a family. A family trust holds assets for the benefit of the beneficiaries. An asset trust holds assets for protection, asset protection. A business trust either directly offers a product or service to the public or will hold interest in public businesses to receive distributions, profit distributions, or both, you know? But, you know, this this is is the stuff, the sustaining, 
These are what I call sustenance vehicles. You know? And most people, they get to the private. And, you know, most people think of the end-all, be-all. Who You know, I got my 9A number. I got my business trust. I got my asset trust. I got my family trust. And I will tell you this. If you are sitting in that group, you are in an illustrious group. You are in a 1% of 1% group. Been through trustee training here at the foundation. You paid attention. You applied yourself. You were consistent and dedicated to the training. I can guarantee you that you're in that group. But once you're in the group, it's all about what you're doing. Most people, are, you know, they just reorganize what they're already doing. And there's nothing wrong with that. Setting up a family estate, to me, is a very honorable, noble, painstaking, but forward-thinking action, hands down. And, you know, anyone who embarks on the path to establish a private estate should be commended, you know, whether or not they achieve ultimately their goal because, you know, many are called but few are chosen. But as I said, family trust, you know, you get into trustee training, you know, it's it's a private sustaining system. So, you know, the beneficiaries of that generation will be taken care of by the family trust. The next generation will be taken care of by the family trust as long as the trustees properly administer the estate, are proper stewards of the wealth, and they continue to endeavor to produce and bring income into the estate. And, of course, there are a lot of things you can do with a a family trust. There are a lot of things that you can um, exemplify, a lot of things that you can um, forge, I would say, with the family trust. But ultimately, we're talking about sustaining. Now, when I say public and private, I say, or I mean just that. You have, let's let's start with a corporation. Corporation will have a, a corporate name. It will have a corporate culture. It will have corporate values. It will have a corporate mission. It will have a corporate vision. But ultimately, it has a, co- a corporate name. One of the most recognizable corporate names is Coca-Cola. And if you do, do your research, Coca-Cola, the company, the brand, the public brand with its public corporate culture, with its public corporate values and its public uh, public corporate mission and vision statement has been around for a long time. There has been multiple generations that have been oppressed 
upon their mind the branding and overall, you know, aesthetic of Coca-Cola. And this is just what I mean. Your family has family values. Your family has a family name. It has a family culture. And it may or may not have a family mission and a family vision. But ultimately, it has family values. And how do we perpetuate? How do we continue? How best do we continue this family name and this family culture, these family values, the family mission, the family vision, the family name? It's through a private family foundation. I'm not going to get into the super specifics, but what I will get into is there are certain structures that you know of, and then there are structures that you don't know of. Everyone thinks they know what's best for you. But just because you don't know something exists doesn't mean that you are correct. And just because the professionals you work with don't know something exists doesn't mean that they are correct. Now, a private family foundation ultimately is structured in trust form. So ultimately that would be contract form. But the, I guess the, one of the most fundamental differences of a private family, a private family foundation, you know, a contract trust, as we refer to them sometimes, are twofold. First thing is that the beneficiary of a private family foundation is the public, and that confuses a lot of people. people you know, they, you know, especially if you trust you getting, you know, like who's the beneficiary? And I say, well, it's the public, and then it's a long pause. I can hear the grinds grinding, grinding grinds. But that's what it is. The second thing is, is that a foundation is tax exempt, as a federal tax exemption. And that really interests people. And they say, well, is the private family foundation offered at the foundation? And I was like, that's kind of a tongue twister. And they're like, I know. Why did you name it the foundation? I'm just keeping it real because we need to reestablish, reestablish the foundation of knowledge, education, with regards to economics and interfacing with the public to do business or to sustain yourself, to buy fruit. That needs to be done. But, I, you know, I digress. I, I, I apologize. Excuse me. But a private family foundation is tax exempt. And, yes, only those who have been through trustee training here at the foundation or those who can demonstrate at minimum an, an intermediate level of private trust administration knowledge and experience are ever offered 
private family foundation training here at the foundation. Because it's serious. We're talking legacy here. 100% legacy. This isn't something you play with. We're talking success versus significance. All relationships require an exchange. And we understand that taxes influence how we structure and do things. I want to talk about wealth eroding factors. We have taxes, we have education, we have government, inflation, lawsuits, legal actions, divorce, creditors, litigation. All of these are wealth eroding factors. A federal tax exemption is, is very enticing to most. But I'm going to tell you something. You know, I said this is going to be spiritual. Because when you're dealing with charity, You're dealing with service. And to to go somewhere that you've never been, you must do things that you've never done. If you've never been to Hawaii, you have to fly a route to Hawaii. You've never flown that route. If you don't fly, you gotta be on the ship and you know, you have to do things that you've never done. And maybe some things that you've never done is contemplated. How are you going to give back? How do we give back? And what do you mean give back? Ooh, I'm only supposed to be responsible for my family. A true man or woman that is of sound mind would understand that regardless of what, we raise our children and our progeny, but they must go out into the world with other people's children. And inherently, charity lessens the burden of government, hence the tax exemption. Now, that's not to say that a foundation can't own property. What happens to property taxes when the property is titled in and tax-exempt entities. That's not to say that the foundation cannot own investments and thus generate income off investments tax-free. family foundation is administered by the family members and their heirs as trustees. With the private family foundation, we avoid gift, tax, real estate, tax, capital gains, tax, probate tax, estate tax. And with the Proper governance, four pillars of the foundation, if we stay on the four pillars with regard to the foundation, which are governance, 
management, investments, and grant making. Because this a private family foundation is a non-operating grant making foundation, which means it doesn't directly do charity. What it does is it either creates programs and structures, verticals, really applications for people to maybe apply for grants. Maybe there's an educational grant that's offered by this private family foundation. And they can apply for it, for educational, maybe scientific. You do some scientific work. There's a lot of grants for education. There's a lot of grants available for the advancement of science. There's a lot of grants available for these things. Charitable activities, you should do a search for charitable activities. But these things must be known. Yeah, you know, there's, there's do's and don'ts with a family foundation. And as long as you follow those do's and don'ts, it is a very, very powerful addition to your private estate. Very powerful. As long as we are willing to give back, are willing to offer charitable services to the public by way of charitable activities. Private Family Foundation can offer grants to other institutions. But say, you know, a charitable activity is work that is for the prevention of cruelty to animals. Let's say your family and your private family foundation, the mission is to prevent cruelty to animals, specifically large cats. So maybe there's a a sanctuary, a cat sanctuary in Africa. Not only can you um, travel to this sanctuary, on the foundation's dime, it's called a site visit. The flight, the hotel, everything. It's on the foundation's dime to investigate whether you're going to offer a grant to this sanctuary. And what would be the reasoning? Maybe, I don't know, maybe they um, widened the area where the wild cats roamed. So if they have more area to, area to roam, does that not lend itself to prevent cruelty to them? It would be up to the board of trustees of your private family foundation to determine that you could offer a grant to this sanctuary. This would be charitable work. It would be educational, you know, the, you know, site visit. You can take those. Those are on the family foundation as well as there's a family retreat once a year. 
These are allowable expenses according to the foundation. You're doing good work. You're building family values. You're building family culture. You're developing and acting on your family mission. And you're doing good, positive, charitable work. This is important. This is, you know, this is this is really important. So what are some of the benefits? You know, you know, I talk about wealth eroding factors, inflation, lawsuits, divorce, education, taxes. I talk about family names, family culture, family values, family mission, family vision versus the public side. And how these principles can be implemented into a family foundation, a family mission. The family mission with regards to this family foundation is a charitable mission. But it allows for benefits of it being tax exempt. For example, a complex trust can donate 100% of its taxable income to a private charity and therefore owe no tax. As a matter of fact, It donates its taxable income to the the family foundation. Charitable deduction and I know a lot of people say, Well, so you can't co mingle, you can't self deal. I've been through the trustee training. So if 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 the family trust donated all its taxable income after allowable expenses to the family foundation, it just gave it all away. And I say, you know, our clients they make more money giving it away than they do keeping it. And we begin to explain and describe how this is much more beneficial. Because as I said earlier, a private family foundation can generate income from investments tax-free. I hope you're following me because I'm about to drop some bombs. Really hope you're following me. So let's say in a scenario, you have a a family business, let's just say it's an LLC. You have a family business trust. You have a family trust. You just you just launched the private family foundation. That's a lot of structures, a lot of administration, a lot of uh, responsibility, a lot of dedication required for that. But with, you know, hard work comes benefits.
You have an LLC that generates income. You have a business trust that receives its distributions from the profits of the LLC. Business trust takes its allowable expenses according to the contract indenture and disperses its taxable income to the family trust. The family trust takes its allowable expenses according to the contract indenture. Uh Uh-oh. There's money left over. Uh Uh-oh. It's a lot. Because, you know, we've been private for several years now, and this money's adding up, this cash, this currency is adding up. Trusts are taxed at 39.6%. We don't want that. We donate the taxable income of the family trust to the family foundation. Oh, no, there's no more money. What if something happens? What if we need to blah, 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 blah? Whatever you're doing, stop and focus. I'm about to say it. Private family foundations can generate income off investments tax-free. What is an investment? Is a loan an investment? Depends on what side of the table you're sitting on. It's an investment if you're sitting on the correct side of the table and you're charging interest, right? You're the loaner, not the loanee. So let's say the private family foundation loans a certain amount of money at interest to the LLC. A loan is not income. The interest on the loan can be written off. Check with your tax accountant. Remember that thing I told you earlier? Business trust disperses to the uh, to the business. I'm mean, sorry. The LLC disperses to the business trust. A loan isn't taxable income. Now, if I broke it down any harder, it'd be stupid. Because I'd probably be, you know, putting myself in a position. I'm not trying to put myself in. But I can't say it any more plain than that. Private Family Foundation can own real estate. It can own um, business investments, but they can't have excess business investments. It can do anything. It can own anything. It can do everything you can do. Get tax-free. Plus, There's a component of legacy with the private family foundation that does not exist with any other private structure. They're not going anywhere. They've been utilized for hundreds of years. Most people just don't know it. Um, Private foundations have been utilized to influence the public education system for a very long time. Most people just don't know it. They're very powerful. They're private. They operate free of any statutory entanglement. And they are one of the most powerful structures that exist when we're talking about private structures. Business trust, asset trust, family trust, private family foundation, that is a very, very powerful family, or it is going to be a very, very powerful family. Family values, family matters, family virtues, family culture, 
family mission, family name. And as far as I'm concerned, that's not what it's all about. It's also a structure that we utilize along with the family trust to record the family's great achievements of family members. The public does that for their people. They love Albert Einstein. They love Elvis. They love all these public personas. We have private family members, private members. Whose achievements and successes deserve to be recorded in the family ledger, in the family history, in the family book. There should be books upon books of generations of familial achievements and successes. Of course, you're going to have historical records of your family members that were bums and thieves and murderers. Most of us can't remember past three, two, two generations. Our parents or grandparents, great-great-grandparents, is uh, what? Great-great, our great-grandparents. So your grandparents and your grandparents. Beyond that, what do you know? Do you know names, birth dates, achievements, successes? No. Because we haven't reestablished our foundational private structures, business trust, asset trust, family trust, private family foundation. I'm passionate about this because we're all missing it. Most of us don't even know we're missing it and that we don't, you know, and you think the individual is you. You think that all capital name is your name and you're so possessive of it, but there's a state seal on that document. There's a state seal on all these documents and you think they're yours and they, your car is registered with the state. And it's in an individual name or it's in an LLC name or it's in a corporation name. They're all state state entities. And we just don't know how to do this. And we're getting tore up, and we have to start over every single generation because not only are you paying in individual income taxes, but you got to pay sales tax, you got to pay use tax, then you got to probate, get the death tax if you make it all the way without burning up the credit card or having some creditors and litigators try to foreclose on your home or, or repossess your car or something like that. You can make it uh, – through all the medical bills and still have something left, it's going to be probated. The state's going to take it or take a third of it at least and then sit up there and let the creditors just grab whatever they want to grab. It's a ridiculous mess. It's why we're starting over every generation. It's why I'm mad at my parents or used to be until I realized that it wasn't their fault technically you don't know what you don't know. And people will be like, yo, so, you know, you know a lot and you should do this. And it's, if you said it's a charity, and listen, a workman is worthy of their heart. Charity is this show, the foundation, every Wednesday on High Frequency Radio Network. This is charity. For over seven years, this has been the charity. 
Everything else, man, come on, let's be honest. These are the, the most powerful structures on the planet. This isn't a game. I'm not guessing. We're not over here experimenting at the foundation. We don't do that here on High Frequency Radio Network. This is the real of the real. Not to mention, once you get the structures, the things that your family can participate in, the things that only public charities, a trust, or private foundations can do, period. You got an individual and an LLC, there's things that you'll never be able to achieve. There's things that you'll never be able to participate in, and these things you'll probably never know. And I do this. We do this. This is a game. It's a game that's played on the public. Right? And we do this because we, we want you to know. And I'm, I'm dropping all these hints to y'all. But I tell y'all all the time, it's, it's a spiritual dance. You're not going to get these structures and be successful without having something spiritual happen to you. Some sort of spiritual test. It might be your marriage. It might be your job. It might be a family member. I don't know exactly what it's going to be, but it happens with everyone who comes in the trustee training, hands down. Some of them don't tell me, but most of them tell me, man, it's been like this, and I'm sorry I haven't gotten you in the training. Listen, I know you're being tested. That's why I tell y'all consistency and dedication doesn't matter. Get up, it's raining, you go to work. Get up, it's sunny, you go to work. You get up and snowing, you may be like, what? It's snowing. But if you go to work, you go to work. That's called consistency. That's how you get a paycheck every two weeks. It's got to be the same thing with this trust administration, this education. It's got to be the same thing. It has to be the exact same thing. Otherwise, not going to happen. You're going to start being doing different things. Your energy is going to change. Your quality of life is going to change. Your money is going to change. People around you are going to say that you're changing. They're going to want you to change back because your change makes them uncomfortable. They've known you for this long, and now you're doing this, and you're talking this way, and you're, and you're dressing like this. Stop it. You're going to have conflict in your personal life because this information changes you. People say the money don't change you. The money changes you. And if you are not right spiritually, the money will accentuate who you are. doesn't make you better. doesn't make you worse. It just amplifies what you really are. If you haven't done that spiritual work, you're probably not up to par. You're going to crash and burn. So ask yourself, do you want to be private? And if the answer is yes, have you considered family, legacy, and private family foundations? And, oh, yeah, by the way, um, it, it allows for a, an extreme amount of control when it comes to taxation. Extreme. Extreme. Read between the lines of what I'm saying. Extreme control over the mitigation of taxes, income taxes. Extreme control. Let me just go back to what I said about, you know, the loan. Don't you know donation, charitable deduction, and then there's a loan. I mean, come on, man. 
If you can grasp the concepts that I'm trying my best to articulate to the audience, Gmail me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. I mean, it's not rocket science. It's just so different. It's so difficult for some people to grasp, and I get it, 100% get it. But luckily, the foundation is a private membership and educational firm. So you can, you can email us, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. If you're interested in trustee training, if you're a trustee in training and you're interested in the private family foundation, call me because you have my number. If you're not in trustee training and you're interested in trustee training, email me, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Let's talk about it. That's if you're interested. I am not trying to sell you anything. I am not trying to close the sale. I don't sell anything. We the foundation. We private. We offer. Offer and acceptance. This is contracts. And that's, that's all we're really tripping on. So, admin at welcometothefoundation.com. Welcometothefoundation.com. Website is popping. It's, 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 you know, traffic is crazy. Like, wow, y'all missed the site that much? What y'all doing on the website? <laughs> what y'all doing on welcometothefoundation.com? Hey, uh, if you're checking out the show and if you've listened this far, why not? Um... Let me uh, put you on a little game. You can go to portal, P-O-R-T-A-L, portal.welcometothefoundation.com, and you can see what we're working on. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yep. We're going to have, you know, you're going to have your login, have your own access, you know, stuff. You know, um, man, I'm working on right now, working on trying to find a way to where we can host the, the, uh, um, the training. So what we're going to do is we're going to break up the trustee training in tiers, similar to the retainer. So it's going to be three tiers of trustee training. Um, the lowest tier, the most affordable tier, you know, because trustee training is not that affordable. And we've heard y'all, we've heard the, we've heard people talk about it. But the first tier, we're, we're looking, we're looking to figure out how to. Um, how to host the lowest tier trainings, you know, in uh, the back end. I'm, I'm calling it the back end of the website, and I got to stop calling it that. It's really the, the, the members side of welcome to the foundation.com. So, you know, you're going to get access to, you know, the trustee training. You'll have access to the um, trustee dissemination folder. You'll have access to you know, all of the available episodes that we've done. Um, and then you can upgrade. You can upgrade. Maybe you can get, maybe you want to get the, you know, the the gold tier. Maybe you start with the silver silver tier trustee training. You want to upgrade to the gold tier trustee training. It will be simple as um, go, logging into your member area and just clicking a button. And that instantaneously it'll open up more access to you in the membership area 
So, you know, those of you who are retainers, you'll have your retainer welcome page, trustee training, you have your trustee training welcome page, your daily bulletins, your daily posts um, from the foundation. It's going to be a very immersive experience. And I'm really looking forward to it because it's going to allow us to reach so many more people and to help so many more families. And that's what's up. So, yeah, if you check out the show this long, portal, portal, dot welcome to the foundation dot com. You'll see it. We're still working on it. And that's why you say this. You can see there's no sign up option. But ooh, I'm kind of excited for that. You know, you're going to have um, hosted audios, hosted audios. We recorded an entire session of trustee training. So we're going to have hosted audios. I'm pretty sure the hosted audios start at the um, the gold tier of trustee training. So it's going to be silver, gold, and platinum. And then same thing with the retainers, silver, gold, and platinum level retainers. So those, the retainers are for if you've been through trustee training, but you want that ongoing assistance and service from the foundation, just put the foundation on retainers. You know, we got we got the tears for that. So there's a lot of people who have gotten out of the training, finished the training, but then kind of felt like they were in limbo. So, you know, we got that. We we got the membership area. We're listening to y'all. We're listening, y'all. It takes a little time to get this stuff going, but we're listening. We got the membership area coming. We have the uh, foundation retainer. We're already doing that. We got the foundation trustee training tiers, you know, silver tier, gold tier, platinum tier we got those are coming too. membership area all of it so you know this is based off of your suggestions so appreciate it if you have any other suggestions email them to us admin at welcome to the foundation nope nope suggestions go to support at welcome to the foundation.com support at welcome to the foundation.com you got any other suggestions of what you want us to do what you're looking for what you would like to see us do um, we're all for it we're all for it here at the foundation. So with that being said, you know, look, I, I can't make you do anything. I, I, and if you've never been to a place, I can only describe it so much. But, you know, with this private dance, you got to see it to believe it, the results, hands down. And, you know, I think you owe it to yourself. You owe it to your your heirs and you owe it to your ancestors to at least try to reestablish your private estate. And we're here to help. So, you know, get in contact with us. Admin at welcome to the foundation.com. With that being said, you know how long it's been since I've taken a caller? Let me see, is there any callers? No callers. Well, there's callers, but no, no hands raised. So we'll move on from that. Um, I trust y'all enjoyed this episode. You know, I, I'm, I'm gonna wrap. We, we're gonna wrap it up. But you know, I just, I just want y'all to be aware of private family foundations. I want you to, y'all to be aware of their validity and their power. The tax exemption. It, it, it's a powerful structure, and it is, you know, the ice cap, the cherry on top of your private estate. And we're looking to help you do that here at the foundation. But I, I trust you learned something on this episode of the foundation. I really do. I really do. You know, I can only say so many things. 
uh, so many ways. Just hard. Just trust that y'all picking up what I'm putting down. Understand that this is public. This is public internet radio, y'all. It's public. The stuff goes on podcasts. It goes everywhere. You know. So with that being said, you know, what do you? How much do you think I can say just straight up? If you're able to read through the lines, you, you pick it up. And, you know, that's really all I can ask for. So y'all have a great week. Enjoy yourself. Take care of yourself. Make sure you take 10 things that you're thankful for before you go to sleep tonight and every night because it's very important. And I definitely want to appreciate, I want to uh, voice, I want to voice my appreciation for you checking out the show, whether live or archived. Check us out next week. Same time, same network, the hottest radio network on the planet, high frequency frequency radio network. I'm your host, So L of the Foundation here on High Frequency, and it has been an absolute pleasure. Now take care of yourself. Peace to the gods. Doing this thing all the way live. High frequency radio.